We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, how you doing, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Talking Buffalo Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you very much, as always, for locking in today, whether it's the audio side, Apple or, or Spotify, or you're checking us out on YouTube. On the video side, I'm excited about today's episode big time. I've talked about this before on this podcast. I'm sure you've heard. I said at some point I wanted to start diving into a a super fan series where from time to time, I'm going to have someone who's either a rabid Bills or Sabres fan on the podcast, somebody who's kind of built a, a good name for themselves in what they do and then talk about that as well as uh, their super fandom. And I couldn't think of a better person, a better way than to kick off this series and by having the professor, Nick Harrison on, big Bills fan who is, Went viral several times over, and we're going to talk about all that stuff, man. I, how you doing, Nick? Thanks for jumping on the podcast. Pat, I appreciate you having me on, man. This is a pleasure and an honor to be on. I, I, I'm I'm absolutely thrilled right now. All right. So for people who don't know, in real life, Nick is a school teacher um, and a, a radio sideline reporter as well for, for Grambling University football. But what most people know you at this point is as a TikTok sensation. Your videos chronically uh, end up going viral. You have an account that now has over a million followers. Not a thousand, not 10,000, not a hundred thousand. A million people follow this man on TikTok. You also have Twitter and Instagram accounts that have well over 20,000 followers as well. And most importantly, for the purpose of this conversation anyway today, uh, Nick, despite living in Louisiana and being born and raised there, is a huge uh, Buffalo Bills fan. And I kind of want to zigzag around a couple topics, including the Bills, of course. Let's start with the TikTok, though. I, I got to start there. When did you first get started on the app with TikTok and uh, why did you? Well, I started in 2020 uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, actually, I downloaded the app in January of 2020. Uh, and I had it for a day and deleted it because I didn't want to end up on a watch list. I'm like, I'm an educator. It's nothing but teenage kids dancing. They're going to think that there's something wrong with me right. and all of these TikToks. So I'm just going to get off of it. Uh, but I ended up getting it again when the pandemic started uh, on the recommendation of a friend. 
and really checking it out and diving into it and seeing that there are other aspects to it besides all the dance crazes and all this stuff. They have comedy and lip sync and stuff and things that I'd already done before uh, on other apps. So I kind of j- grabbed onto that. And then the wrestling part came into it and started doing the wrestling entrances, which got a notoriety on their own. Yeah. But through it all, I was always, you know, Bill's Mafia. I was always a Bill's fan. I was always wearing my gear in my videos and people would notice it and see it. You know, I'd get the Go Bills in the comments. Of course, I have to do the Go Bills right back. And uh, it, it so it's, it was always a part of what I did. But 2020, uh, the pandemic, you know, just to try to brighten a few days because, you know, so many people were stuck at home and uh, dealing with all kinds of things in their own personal lives. I wanted to uh, be a light in a really dark world at the time. And uh, I'm glad that I was able to do that and continue to do it. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, we chatted for just a couple of minutes before we started rolling the tape here today. I'm on TikTok now. I, I don't post videos, but I spend literally an hour, sometimes two or three hours a day going through videos. I'm a big fan of the app. I resisted it at first because originally the, the perception was that it was primarily for, for kids or for young people, at least anyway. Turns out that's not completely true. And one of the things I love about your account and your TikTok, besides, like I said, Bill stuff, besides uh, wrestling, which we're going to talk about some of that in, in a few, is you bring, you your videos aren't dirty. You know, there's no, there's no cussing in them. There's no sexual innuendos in them. You know what I mean? They're clean videos. They're wholesome and they're fun. Whereas... You know, when I'm swiping through, a lot of the stuff I see is completely what we just talked about. Was that kind of, I'm sure in part because, you know, you are an educator or stuff like that. But it's like you want, you make sure that your videos are clean and wholesome and that anybody can watch them, whether it's somebody who's 70 years old, 40 or, or 15 and, you know, with nothing offensive about them. Well, you know, as a as an educator, uh, you know, I taught elementary school for years and I I just finished my first year as an administrator at a junior high. Uh, You know, I want to make sure that the stuff that students who follow me watch uh, is something that I would want my own son to watch or I would allow my own son to watch. Because first and foremost, even above the educator stuff, I'm a father. Sure. And, uh, you know, my kids, I want to make sure that the stuff that I do, they can actually watch it so I can sit with them at the end of the day and say look at the funny video that that i did and uh check this out and have them laugh and enjoy just as i want anybody else to and you know so it's always cool to see you know kids duetting the videos and their parents duetting it with them and hear from parents saying you know i my kids love your videos and we all sit and watch them together you know that's that's part of what helped with the popularity is the fact that pretty much anybody can watch my videos yeah thing where it's a restriction or anything like that. The only restrictions I've ever had on my videos is I started getting warning videos from TikTok saying, you know, doing this may result in injury because of <laughs> all the headbanging and stuff. It, <laughs> so it, it, it's so it's crazy that 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 is the only real restriction. But I, I don't know the 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 tawdry language and all that stuff. No, that's not what you'll find on my account. Now when you started TikTok or Twitter, Facebook, what, whatever, Instagram, whatever it may be. Anybody can download an app. Anybody can take their phone. They can put up statuses or they can take videos, like I said, for the purpose of TikTok. 
don't make doesn't make a you're not going to get a good following automatically just because you decide to start the app. Uh, nothing is built overnight. You've been at this for a couple of years now. Um, it's a collection of clips, I'm sure, that's helped you build a strong following. Now you can put out almost anything because you're at the point where you put out something, people are going to watch it regardless of what it was. It wasn't mm-hmm. probably the case back early on when you were first doing this. You know, it was a collection of, of entertaining clips that help you build the following that you have now what are a few of those clips that you could recall that really helped you elevate you know going from point a to point b in terms of your growth on, on your uh, channel well of course the wrestling entrances uh is what helped me get recognized by wwe uh coming into my classroom as the undertaker seth rollins <laughs> bianca belair yeah. uh, sasha banks uh some of the folks from aew as well uh which is what helped me get recognized by aew uh, that was, you know, in Bleacher Report and all these other outlets that have uh, seen my stuff and put it out there. Uh, doing uh, there was one uh, headbanging video I did to uh, the Beastie Boys, "Fight for Your Right to Party," that has over a million views, well over a million views. Uh, some of the stuff that I did with uh, I remixed the alphabet to "Corns uh, Coming Undone." Uh, which is part of the reason I ended up getting verified because there were news articles that went out all over the world because Jonathan Davis shared that video to his Instagram story and people just went wild. And, you know, that's one of the things, you know, parents will come up to me and say, you know, I'm teaching my kids the ABCs to your song, which is is amazing to me. You know, that's the reach that you can have with social media that you can, you know, reach out to people and pour into them in a way that others aren't really doing. You know, I, I use education, comedy, music to kind of reach out to people. And it has really gravitated. You know, when you can create, I was telling this to my uh, my, my girlfriend uh, the other day, uh, when you can uh, make a playlist on TikTok of your million view videos and it gets into the double digits, that's when it's crazy. <laughs> When you have a bunch of videos that have gone over a million views and, uh, you know, it's, I put one out yesterday for Father's Day that's in less than a day has around 300,000 views. Yeah, and it's, that's not it's it's crazy. You know, TikTok put me in one of their videos yesterday for Father's Day. They used that Father's Day video in their Father's Day video and tagged me. in it. So it's it's like when you have that kind of stuff. It conti- that they, it continues to push you into you know to, to put you into households and to put you on a platform where you know millions of people uh, can get to see what you do and it's you know it's a mind blowing thing and I still have a t- hard time wrapping my mind around it. I'll tell you this much: I, I feel like for someone who's enjoyed as much immense popularity as you've achieved over these last couple of years, you're very grounded. Whereas I, and you're obviously a big wrestling fan, so you would appreciate and understand this term. If this was me, if I was putting out TikToks and getting one, two, three million views constantly, I'd be walking around like I was Ted DiBiase from the 80s, the million dollar man. <laughs> That's how I'd be, I'd be so arrogant and cocky. I'd be walking around like I was Ted DiBiase. But you're, I can tell just from, uh, like I said, seeing you in other videos and, and reading stuff about you and talking to you, Tay, just he's, despite the popularity, you, you still seem incredibly grounded. It's well, you know, I have friends who will continue to keep me grounded and say, you know, so what? You know, we, we remember you from before all of this. Yeah. Stuff. We got stories that we could tell people that would get rid of this like real quick. So mm. whatever, dude. Like it's I I'm 
I am grounded in my faith. I'm grounded by my family and I, I've always been a humble person and I don't try to let, you know, the success, the fame, you know, get to my head because at the end of the day, you know, I, it, I never got into it for any of that. And that's what keeps me grounded more than anything else. The, the reason I did all of this in the first place was to make people smile, to make people happy, to bring light into a dark world. And yeah. we have so many different things over the past two years that have continued to darken our, our path. And we need a little bit of light to brighten our day. And those are the comments that I tend to get under my videos and on my page, like you, I know that if I come to your page, you're gonna make me smile today. Sure. I know that if I, whenever I see your videos, I know that it's about to make me laugh, that I'm about to have, you know, I'm going to have a good feeling. And that's what keeps me grounded is the fact that there are people out there who look at my content and watch my stuff and go to my Twitter to see my tweets and go to my Instagram to see my posts to, bring a light to their day and is you know there's not many feelings in the world that are better than that let's pivot and talk buffalo bills for a second or your your family more specifically <laughs> now you grew up in louisiana yet you're a bills fan and these kind of things always fascinating you know i remember i had poncho billy got rest his soul on the podcast a couple times and he uh we were talking the first time i had him on and i was interested in knowing how he became a bills fan and i thought he would have this you know, elaborate story about growing up idolizing a player and this and that wasn't the case. He grew up in Texas and he became a Bills fan because ultimately he liked the colors that the Bills had. And that's what made him a Bills fan. And then, of course, you know, years and years and years later, he became one of the best known Bills fans in the world. Um, now, again, you grew up in Louisiana. I think the Saints are there, whatever. But how did you become such a, a big Buffalo Bills fan? Talk about that. Uh, first off, shout out to Poncho's family. I got a chance to meet a bunch of them over the past year. Uh, I was out in Dallas um, on a trip with the uh, football, with the Grambling football team, mm -hmm. and uh, got a chance to go to the Bills Backers Bar out there and met some of his family there and met some when I was in Buffalo for the Panthers game back in December. Uh, so just wonderful, wonderful people. So uh, yeah. shout out to them. Yeah. Um, Super Bowl 25, as crazy as it sounds, uh, I that was the first – Super Bowl that I watched in full uh, when I was a, a child and my uncle invited me over to watch the game and I sat and watched it and just fell in love with the Bills that day and uh, continued to follow them uh, through that whole Super Bowl run and through the 90s run and even after that continuing to follow and support and the love just continued to grow and grow and grow and grow and the fandom continued to grow and grow and grow and just grow stronger and stronger it was never a thing where I wavered. I jumped off of uh, the, the 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 wagons. They continued to circle. Uh, <laughs> never left them, and it to this and it's come to where it is now. Where you know, getting a chance to actually meet because you know, being a Bills fan in a place like Louisiana, Texas. Mississippi, somewhere in the South where they have they have their own football teams. If you're in like Texas or Louisiana or Georgia or Florida and you're a fan of a team that's not from that state, you know, you're a man on an island or a woman on an island or a person right. on an island. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you're by yourself. 
And I didn't really, you know, I met one person over the past couple of years who lived where I lived in North Louisiana that was actually from that area, who was a big Bills fan. Uh, and we would watch games together and go plays together. And there's, I, I didn't discover until this past year how many Bills backers, bars, and establishments there were all over the South. I've went, I've gone to one in Houston, gone to one in Dallas, uh, plan on going to the one in New Orleans here very soon, probably when the season starts. I never did get a chance to go to Fat Harry's uh, this past year, but that's because I was spending so much time with Mafia who were in town for the Saints game for Thanksgiving. And it was just an amazing, just being wrapped in the love of the Bills Mafia has just been an absolute joy and delight for me over this past year. And it's probably been one of my, if not my favorite thing about all of the success that has happened for me over the past two years is actually getting a chance to connect with members of the Bills Mafia from members of Bills Mafia from Western New York, from Buffalo, from Rochester, from that area, and getting a chance to meet them and talk to them and actually go to a game in Buffalo. It's just, it's, it, I can't describe the feeling that it gives me. And now to have the opportunity to talk to you and be on the Talking Buffalo podcast and uh, there are other outlets from Buffalo that I'll be talking to very soon, but I don't know if I can talk about it right now. But it's just, it's I got crazy, you first, though. I don't care. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that all of this stuff is going on now. And it's it, it's just amazing, man. And to be a part of it, to grow up in it, and to now be a part of it, it's, I just love it. I love it, man. It's a very real thing. Bill's Mafia, the bond in, the kind of almost, to your point, family atmosphere oh, is legitimate and it's real. And it, and I'll tell you, man, I, I mean, I'm fans of other teams as well. And I know a lot of fan people are fans of other teams as well. It really is truly unique and different. I mean, you really, truly feel as a Bills fan, you're in it together. You know, the highs, the lows, there's been plenty of lows, 17 years, no playoffs, there's been plenty of highs mm-hmm. the last couple of years, Super Bowl era, you know, there's those, it goes both ways. But the bond is... These people, these guys, these girls, they spent a lot of time together. In fact, again, just yesterday, I was somewhere at a at a bar having a couple of drinks with a couple of my buddies, unbeknownst to me that there was a, a Bills Mafia tweet up going on at the same place, and like 15, 20 people are there. It happens all the time. Now, you talked about now. I know you came to Buffalo for a game last year, but also New Orleans Thanksgiving last year. Yeah. Um, Bills Mafia people came down and you got a chance to me. I saw some photos. People I'm very good friends with, uh, Chris and Kimmick and, and Ashley Petty and Taylor and other people were down there and having a good time. What was that like getting to meet up with them in your area, you know, and spending some time with them and getting to know them and hang out a little bit? Well, the fact that I had known all of these people and talked to them for years through Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. Twitter is what really connected me to a lot of the, the major, the, the members of Bill's Mafia. And getting the opportunity to meet up with them in New Orleans was just the, it was, it's hard to describe, man. Like, so they had a parade down through the French Quarter um, that Wednesday before the game, I want to say. It was was Wednesday because I came into town on Tuesday and the parade was Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were meeting up at this place called Barcadia. Uh, which was in New Orleans. Uh, so I come up on the tail end of it 
uh, as I'm walking from my hotel to get there, and I just see this sea <laughs> of red, white, and blue walking down the street. Just because I know that mafia that, that the mafia travels well, I know this because I had been to a game before. Uh, it was in Houston. Uh, against the Texans. Uh, it was my first ever Bills game. Uh, Peerless Price caught a touchdown in the back of the end zone to win the game for the Bills mm. against the Texans. And it's a memory that I'll keep with me for the rest of my life. But to see this gigantic wave of Bills fans walking down the street and then to get to Barcadia and they're, it's just wall to wall. You can't walk anywhere in there. It's like you're huddled shoulder to shoulder. And as I'm walking to Barcadia, I see this short little brunette and pigtails running across the street going, Professor! And it's Kimmy. I knew it. I see it. Just streaking across the street and then seeing, meeting her and Petty and just so many other members of the mafia. It's it, uh, Kara, Kara and her husband, uh, Andrew. It's, oh, God, Andy. It, man, just to meet these people and to get to see them face to face and talk to them. It was, I was, there were tears welling up in my eyes the entire time because it was uh, getting to meet uh, uh, Pinto Ron. Like, dude, like I'm, I was like, we need some ketchup and mustard so you can squirt this in my face. (laughs) Like we, this is amazing. Like this is, this was the, I, I, this is crazy. And it's, you know, I, I, it leaves me just almost speechless when I when I talk about it and when I relive the moment. Uh, and it, and then, of course, the win. Uh, sure. Sitting there and just the win and being there for the game and sitting amongst Saints fans who have ridiculed and dogged me for years <laughs> and just say, yeah, eat it. Look at this. See what's <laughs> happening? This is what you get. So, yeah, it's just been, it was amazing. That's amazing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, I'm back with the professor, Nick Harrison. I want to circle back quickly to TikTok. I, I, I got to play the video. This is the one... Buffalo Bills related to that. I, again, you have so many videos that go viral. So this is just one of many. But this one specifically, um, if you haven't had a chance to see it yet, it, it's it's hilarious. And I'll tell you, it kind of fires you up a little bit. First, I'm going to play the clip. Then I'm going to get your reaction after that. Here's the I'm going to need to know if you were legitimately tired at this point. Like you yes. legitimately needed that towel and that yes. sip of water at this point. 100% I do. <laughs> Is it over? No. It's just, it's absolutely amazing. I mean. <laughs> Wow. Now that video, like I said, this completely blew up. It went viral. The Bills tweeted at you. Um, Rage Against the Machine retweeted it out. It just uh it really blew up. The Bills t-shirt, I, I I do need to ask you that. Was that thought out ahead of time or was that one of those I woke up today and I just feel like I'm gonna wear this Bills shirt? I just happened to wear it today. I woke up that day and put it on. Like yeah. I never even when the NFL because NFL's account on TikTok commented on the video and said Bills on parade. And when mm -hmm. that never really didn't even cross my mind before I did the video, but then after the video, and then people started commenting, and I was like, "Oh, Bills on Parade, it's perfect." <laughs> so yeah, it, but no, I I just wear Bill stuff on a regular basis. So that's right. that was just a happenstance. It just I just happened to be wearing it that day. <laughs> Two point eight million views on that video specifically in County, just absolutely incredible. Now wrestling for me again this is how i first discovered you i didn't even know you were a bills fan or any of that i first discovered you on tiktok mm -hmm. because of uh wrestling which was funny because then down the road i did find out that you're a bills fan and i saw you on twitter and stuff like that and it was, that was just like icing on the cake for me but uh the wrestling entrances okay so you don't just play the music and come in like you often have somewhat to close to kind of match and you know sometimes you got props like i know you got a wig um, but more than anything else, and this is what blows me away is you have the mannerisms, the little, uh, 
little nuances to, to, to these wrestlers entrances that just it just makes it so much more authentic and uh entertaining and again there's dozens and dozens of them razor ramones one of my favorites like randy orton uh, mick foley dolph ziggler I, I mean i could go on and on for days but just talk a little bit about you taking the time to learn because i've seen other uh tiktoks where people will do an entrance and they're okay but you master like the like, again the little nuances and, and things like that that make those so much more special. Talk about that, the time you put in to learn those mannerisms. Well, when you grow up watching something like that and just really, it's not just a, a passing thing. It's not just a thing where, you know, I'm killing time by watching wrestling. I'm actually sitting and paying attention. You know, when I was a kid, I would record it on VHS and go back and watch it a million times. And it's, you know, I'm not as old as I look. I'm only 41. Uh, the, don't let the gray beard fool you. So, you know, a lot of these guys uh, who I impersonate were coming up as I was, you know, a younger man. And, you know, you sit around and watch with your friends and you guys start doing this stuff too. But then you go back now as you do it and rewatch and make sure that you do it right. It's like anybody who wants to practice their craft. You know, a good football player will go back and watch game tape. See, so, you know, what is it that I need to do? What are some of the things that I did? What do I need to prove on? What do I need to fix? It's the same thing with me. You know, I'll go back and look at an entrance and say, okay, what's some little stuff that they do that nobody may notice? Maybe they slap the ground at some point, or maybe they walk really fast at one point, or maybe there's a quick look off to one place and then back to where you're supposed to be on at another time. It, it's looking at those things and paying attention to the small things that others may not pay attention to that really help to set you apart from everybody else. Yeah, for sure. When did you first become a fan of wrestling? Wrestling for me has been a lifelong uh, love-hate relationship. I've always, I've never stopped watching it, but I've loved wrestling. And then there's periods where I've hated it, but I never stopped watching it. It's It's been a lifelong, like I said, love-hate relationship for me. Like it, it, it seems to me like wrestling isn't something that you just started watching over the last handful of years. No, it's uh, something that I grew up with. You know, I was a little boy uh, watching professional wrestling in diapers, uh, you know, growing up watching, because uh, being in the South, watching old NWA, WCW, mm -hmm. uh, you know, staying Ric Flair, Lex Luger, the Fabulous Freebirds, the Rock and Roll Express, uh, the Four Horsemen, the Roll Warriors, Magnum TA, Dusty Rhodes, yeah. uh, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> And growing up watching these guys and just falling in love with the business of professional wrestling as I grew up and got older, it became more of more of a love instead of just a real heavy like. You know, it's it's something that became a part of me sure. and something that I wanted to participate in. And now I get the chance to through social media and through the stuff that I do. In my own personal life, working with uh, wrestling organizations, I actually get to be a part of the business. And it's, you know, you're living the dream at that point. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I grew up liking wrestling. And one of the memories I have with my father, who he, he passed away when I was pretty young. But I remember he didn't do a lot of things with me sports wise. But one thing he would do is bring me to uh, the Memorial Auditorium in Buffalo back in those days. Wrestling came every month. It wasn't like mm -hmm. live TV, Raw, and you know SmackDown every week. And you, it comes to your town once or twice a year. It was territorial mainly, so they would come more often. So he would take me 
once every, you know, handful of times a year. And that's really what got me uh, attracted to. And like I said, it's just something that I've been watching and enjoying for the most part uh, my entire life. Now, last year in May, you were on WWE The Bump. Mm-hmm. That First of all, that's cool as hell to, to be a featured guest on that show. Talk about your experience being on there. And for those who are, um, you know, listening or watching this today, you've had videos that have been retweeted by a lot of these wrestlers or talked about by a lot of these wrestlers that kind of got you elevated to the point where you would be on something like the bump. So talk about that for a few. Uh, well, WWE sent me a message on uh, TikTok, which was crazy. Because in order, you know, to DM somebody on TikTok, you have to be following each other. Mm-hmm. So that meant that they were following me, mm-hmm. uh, which that was the first thing that blew me away. Uh, but then I look at it and say, you know, we want to. They saw one of my videos. I think it was the video of me coming into my classroom as the Undertaker, uh, with the lights going on and yeah, all. I've and seen that. Yeah. It's sitting uh, sitting there with it, and uh, that was their idea. By the way, it's something that they wanted to do. We were finished with testing that day. They're like, Mr. Harrison, let's do a TikTok. Let's do a TikTok. So I said, okay, we'll do one. And that's what we ended up doing. And WWE was like, yeah, that's fantastic. We we want to have you on the bump. And uh, I was, you know, we had some scheduling conflicts that came up, but we they really wanted to have me on. So uh, I was in New Orleans for a, a teaching conference. And uh, I did it in my hotel room, as you probably saw as you were watching it. I was in mm-hmm. the hotel room. Uh, doing the bump and it was uh, it was crazy man Uh, that right there was like validation for me you know I'm not a person who needs a pat on the back like I'm Barry Horowitz or something I'm not not a guy who needs uh, to 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 be told that I'm this that or the other but it's just cool to know that there are people who are watching and people who appreciate what you do and uh, they they really dig it so I'm thankful for that. And it's um so it, it's just something to look back on. And you know, I go back and watch it every now and then. I'm like, wow, this really happened. It's just is crazy. And then it's, it's just crazy. There's two things that I took away from from watching you on that show. One, first of all, again, your entrances are just so spot on. On the show live when you did it, you did uh you did Shawn Michaels. You did Brock Lesnar and you did Batista. And those were quite literally flawless. But the other thing during your conversation, when, when you were talking to the guys, you talked about a little bit about uh, how you were able to incorporate some of the stuff you do, some of your wrestling videos with, with students and kind of making that experience fun for them. How do you engage or involve uh, your students in school to, you know, to maybe make their school experience a little more fun and different by using your TikTok in that way, which to me is incredibly positive. Well, one thing that I did, and I know there are other teachers on TikTok who do the same thing, I would use uh, taking part in it as a reward. You know, if you uh, have good grades and conduct, if you do what you're supposed to do in class, if you have exhibited the examples of what uh, it means to be a, you know, a, a leader and a, the kind of st- an exemplary student. Uh, now, I would always make sure that I had their parents' permission before we did anything uh, mm-hmm. because I don't want to put any kids online that their parents don't want online. Right. You have to be respectful of the parents' wishes for their minor child. 
Uh, but what I would do is, you know, use it as a as a reward and say, you know, you've done well, so you can, you know, be a part of this video. One that I remember in particular was uh, me coming in as Seth Rollins and doing the Seth Rollins entrance, and the kids were all sitting there pretending <laughs> as if they were like taking a test or something. I'm coming in, interrupting, and dancing and doing all of this stuff, and uh, that one went over I, really I, well. Yeah, I think uh, Seth Rollins actually tweeted that one out. Uh, really. And that that's what always that's what would always make the kids kind of pop is when the wrestlers would actually tweet out the videos that they were in. And we would always do stuff together, you know, if again, if they did what they were supposed to do and you know they finished their work and their parents gave permission, then I would allow them to be a part of what we were doing. And I use it as incentive. You know, if you know that your teacher has X amount of followers. At that time, I didn't even have a million followers, but I was close to being verified. And the kids, you know, the ones who actually weren't upset with me because they're like, you're old. Why are you so popular on social media? It's like, well, you know, that's there are some kids who were actually digging in. They were like, hey, I want to be down. So I said, okay, this is what we'll do. And making it as an incentive actually helped to keep them engaged and help to uh, give them a goal to try to reach and say, you know, if I do all of my stuff, then I get to be in a TikTok. And I'm you know, excited about that. So th- th- that was a way to keep them engaged in their work. I'll tell you, you are um, you are dominating a young person's game right now. And that's what I think I love the most about you. If I let you go, what are a couple of like your your goals when it comes to TikTok or just social media in general and like in the foreseeable future? Well, um, I mean, I'm kind of living the dream, man. Like yeah. this, is, this was never anything that I ever intended anyway. So uh, goals are just to continue to push, uh, I guess, work with different brands, uh, maybe work with the bills at some point and do something um, th- just to continue pushing and, and, and inspiring and giving light to a world that needs it right now yeah. and still needs it. Uh, even, you know, the pandemic, we, we're still in the middle of a lot of different stuff, but we, I just, I just want to make people smile. And if that's what I, that's my goal is to continue making people smile on social media. If that's what I get to do, then I'm, I'm, I've reached my goal. Well, I tell you what, you are doing one hell of a job of making a lot of people smile and, and bring in light, man. I know the wrestling community loves you. Bill's Mafia loves you. It's a it's a good time to be Nick Harrison, uh, the professor. If you're living under a rock on social media and you're not following this man, make sure you do. Mr. Professor, that's MR Professor 318, TikTok, Instagram, um, Twitter, all that stuff. Thank you so much for doing this. I, I got a feeling... Bill's Mafia and the the Buffalo uh, general community is going to be hearing a lot more from you in the near future as well, man. I really appreciate you doing the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Go Bills. (laughs) All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Make sure you tune back in Friday, casual Friday with my buddy, Joe Yurden. Talk to you guys soon. Take care.